Hello, everybody, and welcome to another new Pennywise podcast. I'm your host, Terry Barr, and we are bringing this to you from Lee Enterprises. Always happy to have you along. So you've probably already seen, oh yeah, they're out there, the back-to-school ads, and now even the displays are up in a lot of the stores. Are you hoping to try to save some money on your back-to-school shopping, especially right now? It's tough out there. So happy to have as our guest today, Kimberly Palmer. Kimberly is a personal finance expert with NerdWallet, and she is going to give us some terrific tips to get through this back-to-school shopping season. Hi, Kimberly. Thanks for being here. Hi, Terry. Thank you so much for having me. I want to start with a survey that I recently saw from the National Retail Federation. It shows, this this number astounds me, close to 90% of shoppers say the current economic condition is going to affect the way they approach back-to-school shopping. 90%. So what do you think we're seeing when it comes to both the price and the supply for this year? Well, basically across the board, prices are higher. And so it's stressful for consumers because we look at our back to school shopping list and we think it's so much more than it was last year. And not only that, but because of the continued supply chain issues, in some cases, it's hard to even find items. If you need something specific, like a specific kind of calculator for your child's math class, it can be hard to find it. And so basically it all adds up to some extra stresses on consumers and we have to put even more thought and effort into planning our shopping. Okay, so let's plan. Let, let's decide, can we use some creative maybe tips and ideas to uh, get through this shopping? Um, what do you suggest? Do you, I guess is the first thing, make your list or get your school list? The first thing to do is to get your school shopping list. And this starts with what you get from your school system or your teacher. And basically that is a building off point of whatever else you need, because your child might also have some ideas. You might also (laughs) know you need to get some clothes or a new backpack, but it's a really good idea to start out with whatever the school provides, because those are the essentials and you can make your list. And then once you have that list, you can start tracking the prices of all of these items. And that is actually especially important now because with inflation, it's harder than ever to know when a sale is actually a good discount or not. And so starting to track the prices can give you some insight on when you should actually make the purchases. And you don't have to do it manually. There are so many tools out there, a lot of browser extensions to choose from, Honey, Coupon Cabin, Amazon Assistant. You want to choose the one that works for you and then use that to help you track the prices, especially on your more expensive items. Wow, a whole way. whole different way to shop these days. What do you suggest? I've seen both things. Starting early for your shopping, because obviously everything's already on the shelves, or do you try to spread it out? Which works better? I think the key is to not feel you have to buy everything at once because it might work best for you if you spread out your purchases over time and that way you can take advantage of sales when you see them. So for example, you might see a discount on some of the office or paper supplies and backpacks earlier in the month. And then if you can wait to buy things like clothing, you want to wait until further into the fall. And so really you might, if possible, want to spread out these back to school 
purchases, not just over weeks, but possibly over a month or two. And that way you will really be able to stretch your budget as best as you can. Oh my gosh, Kimberly, that is so different than when we were kids and we used to, you know, go with our moms and get it all done. If not one day, at least in a, an entire weekend, had to try everything on, you had to like everything. And this really is a different time, isn't it? It is different. And it can actually even help to ask your school, your teacher, you know, what do you really need on the first day? And what can you wait on? Because in some cases, you might not need that calculator until second semester, for example. Ah. And so you don't necessarily need everything in the backpack on day one. What about you mentioned, you know, uh, keeping track of the ads and the sale prices? We get some mailers, but can you also do this online? And would you say, you know, keeping track of these, is it actually worth it? It is so helpful to keep track of the circulars and the mailers, whatever you receive. A lot of people get those in their newspaper on Sundays, but you don't have to keep track of the paper. And that is because there's an app that does it for you. There's an app called Flip, F-L-I-P-P. And actually you just enter in your zip code and it pulls those circulars in for you, which makes it so much easier than actually sitting down and clipping those coupons. You have it in your phone. And so you can take that and it might actually even change where you decide to go shopping because you can see, oh, the notebooks are on sale at maybe a different store than the one you're used to going to. And that can help you plan your trip. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, that's a step that at least makes things a little easier. So that's a really good one. What do you think about the cash back apps? Is that something to add to your money saving strategy? It is. Cashback apps can be so helpful. You have to invest invest a bit of time up front, entering your email address, in some cases your phone number, and then you've created your account. And then once you go shopping, logged into your account, you can earn percentages back, sometimes as much as 10% back. And then you get that money and it adds on top of any cashback credit card you're using or other discounts or savings or sales. And so basically it's a way of layering all of those savings on top of each other. And it's a way of really stretching your budget. So you just have to be mindful that you do have to invest a bit of time up front. I know one of the popular ones we see a lot, um, and and they advertise on television, uh, Rakatoon. Exactly. That's a great one to try. It's a, it's pretty easy to use. It's very consumer friendly. And so if you want to kind of see if it's something you like doing, you can give that a try and you see the savings stack up. Oh, boy, that sounds good to me right now. (laughs) End of summer sales. Could this help when you're shopping for back to school? Absolutely. End of summer sales are a great way to get additional savings. You do want to make your list of all the items that you know that you need and then start tracking prices. And that way, once an end of summer sale hits, you can see if it's actually generating a significant discount for you to take advantage of. So that's why it can really be helpful to be organized up front and have that list in hand. What about reusing? I know maybe the kids don't want to talk about this, you know, reusing something they had from the year before, but how can you approach that to to get more use out of something that is still viable for the next school year? Well, a lot of these items we don't need brand new every year. So for example, I know for, for in my house, we can always use backpacks for at least two years. And I think having that discussion up front with your child and explaining the concept of why we're trying to save money and yeah. being on a budget, it can be a great conversation to have. And in a lot of cases, you might even be able to buy something you wouldn't have otherwise if you find it refurbished or a secondhand version. And so it's a way of explaining to them what you get out of it by turning to slightly used but still high quality items. <laughs> 
So it can be a great tool to have and a good way to open up that discussion. Oh, I love that part, especially talking to the kids about why this is happening and having that money discussion that otherwise you might not necessarily have a reason to do it. This sounds perfect. Exactly. I think it's such a good way. I know at my house, it's a way, it's one of the times of year we always go into (laughs) deep conversation about budgeting because of course kids want so much and it's a chance to explain we can't have everything we want, but if we put some organization and planning in, we can figure out what, which of these items we can afford to buy now. That leads to, oh boy, here we go. Set your limits on clothes and shoes to start the school year. This cannot be an easy one, especially when you do get the kids involved. They want to look cool. They do. This is probably one of the toughest to tackle, but basically it's all about having the conversation up front and maybe even giving them a dollar limit saying, hey, we have this much to spend on your back to school outfit. How do you want to spend it? And giving them back some of that control. If you go to a secondhand clothing store, go to thrift shopping, it's a way of stretching it. So you can have that conversation as well. How can we stretch this budget as much as we possibly can? And also perhaps it's a time to explain fall clothes really will go on sale as we get closer to winter. Right. And so you can buy more if we wait and we're patient. And so that's another strategy to use and for them to learn. You mentioned thrift stores and I I have a 16 year old goddaughter that she thinks that is the best way to shop. How do you approach that with other kids if they're not quite so into it or don't get what a thrift store is? I think it's all about making it a fun experience Mm. and it can be so fun to go together to try different items on. And so you just want to make sure it's enjoyable and it's all about that bonding. And so you can make it, make sure that you're stretching your budget, but also having a good time together. Wow. Okay. With all of this now, what would you say is the bottom line to really be able to save some money while you're back to school shopping? Because you know, you have to do it. The bottom line this year is to be organized. You want to make your list. (laughs) You want to make your list as soon as possible because the earlier you get started, you can take advantage of some of those earlier sales and spread out your purchases so they don't all hit at once. Okay. Well, we wish everyone well with their back to school shopping. And Kimberly, I know these ideas, these tips, really, really helpful. Thank you so much. Thank you, Terry. Again, Kimberly Palmer, she is a personal finance expert with Nerd Wallet. We love talking with her. And I know we'll have more personal finance things coming up as we move through the rest of the year. Thank you, everybody, for listening. You can find all of our podcasts wherever you enjoy your podcasts. Have a great day, everybody.